Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ma'am, stay in your assigned seat. Me when one of my titties starts slipping out of my bra. <laughs> Every Get time. <laughs> okay. All right, we all seem to be equalized, which is great. Hell yeah. Hell yes, buddies. Okay, and I have the questions pulled up. Are you just now looking at them, Brooks? I can see you in the dock. <sighs> no, I always pull them up. No, no, I know. I just know that you have, like, a real job. Oh, I mean, I saw the, the screenshot that you sent earlier. But I didn't. Yeah, that's I'm going off. I like looking at them beforehand and then just like an hour before like make I look at it once an hour before and then I let my brain just forget so it's still fresh. <laughs> I love that for you. I yeah, think I like new things. Hmm? I always look like in advance, but I never actually think about it until like the moment of Gotcha. <gasps> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> More fun that way. I'm glad I'm not underprepared because I Oh, kind of. Hmm. <laughs> Preparation here is a very strong word. Well, I was looking at the Discord a minute ago, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I like looked up this thing and that thing," and I'm like, "We did what?" No, oh, uh, no that, I just this is the most active session. the Discord has ever been. This was shocking. <laughs> well, just because like, it. yeah, I don't know. Over the course of, um, I don't know, the last dozen or so podcasts, I've gradually realized that I'm starting to, like, look up definitions for more and more words. And now I've started doing it in advance. Like, I've looked, I've got definitions of a couple of key words that I feel like need to be introduced to one of our discussions today. Normally I do it Thank you. Queen shit. I did skim the Wikipedia article on cults. Beautiful. That's all we oh, need. <laughs> That's a giant water bottle. I love how obnoxiously huge that is. If it's a whole gallon. Being so healthy. Can never be I love that. I have a 32 ounce Hydro Flask, which is quite nice. Keep It does, like, as much as, like, you know, uh, 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 Visco Girl Hydro Flask, whatever. It does keep my water very chilly. Yeah. Give me 30. <laughs> yes, of course. I could go for a nice cold <laughs> glass of chilly water. Do you not have one? Would you like Would you like a moment to no, get one? I'm laughing at your use of the words chilly rather than cold. Shut up. <laughs> I like some love chilly, chilly water. water. I like my water frigid. 
Have any of you listened to the podcast Wine and Crime? No, but that sounds no. like something I'd love. Yeah. It is a true crime podcast with these three best friends from Minnesota. And oh, Minnesota. they have a topic for the evening that's like a theme of or a classification of crimes like arson or um you know pta murders or something like that and they do a wine pairing with it and then each girl gets a bottle of that wine and they all researched a case to like tell about and they slowly like progress through their bottles of wine as they each contribute what they learned about the topic so by the third girl they're all like they're all a bottle of wine in and it gets really silly and it's amazing this sounds that like sounds so like much my fun dream. Oh my god. I'm either going to reach out to them or steal that idea. <laughs> we'll see, but anyway, since we since the vibe seems to be absolutely wonderful, I'm going to I'm going to say we should start and you know, oh. make sure the people can see all this awesomeness that's happening. We are here. Oh, Emily's back. Zach is on oh, yeah. the road, but in his place, he has provided us his lovely friend Cat. Who is appearing on the podcast for the first time, so exciting, exciting. And today was probably the most active I have ever seen our, like, Discord chat that we plan things in. So I'm just, like, I'm really excited to see what this kind of energy results in. So I'm also, I have my setup a little different. Looking at the document on my phone, which isn't that weird, but I'm giving, like, full screen privileges to my OBS because of, to the screen Ooh. recorder because I'm like I need to keep track of things <laughs> maybe I need a third monitor oh well okay so the first thing I have is to discuss this tweet which is by um at Jill Twiss on Twitter and she says I would love to read a feature on all the contact tracers who are discovering people having affairs and I'm just, the, when I saw this, I was like, this has to have happened by now, right? I, like, think it has. But how do you, how does the contact tracer know? Well, because it might be that when they're saying all the people they've had contact with, they might say, like, oh, my wife, but also this woman. Yeah. <laughs> and it might seem a little, like, a little sus. Yeah, like, I imagine the way they say it would be a little bit shifty, but also if they're trying to limit their contact with people and those are the only two people they have contact with. Yeah, my wife and, and this I, other woman. Yeah, and I wonder if they ask them what their relationship is to the person, too. Because I imagine they would. I, I imagine it matters, because, like, if a guy's like, oh, yeah, my wife, I'm around all the time, and then there's this other woman who I'm around... Sundays Some, at 8 p.m. only. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, well, yeah, because I'm assuming they'd have to be like, oh, yeah, like, who are you in contact with on a regular or semi-regular basis? Well, there's these people that I live with, and there's also, you know, this person I see, it like, not in, like, an affair way, but, like, my buddy that I go on, you know, that right. I play basketball with on the weekend or whatever, like, a slightly less regular, so, like, pinpointing, like, the time that they might have been exposed do they have to tell the person that they only see on weekends? 
feel like this would be such a more of an early COVID thing back when we were like, mm-hmm. this person caught COVID and they went to the grocery store on Saturday morning. So anybody who went to that grocery store, by now, everybody's had COVID and is just like, yeah, I was at the grocery store masked, but I always do that. Like, I'm trying to remember, I had, I did catch COVID in early September and I feel mm-hmm. like the contact tracers weren't all that specific with me. Like my work was really like, when were you in the office? Who did you have meetings with? What did you do? Mm-hmm. But when the state called me, it was just like, so you're supposed to isolate. Okay, please do that. Okay, we'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> That's wild. I know, but like, there's just, oh yeah, no, as a person now. who, um, who was employed by the state, the, all the jokes about like state workers not doing anything mm-hmm. i get them i really do <laughs> well, i can just imagine because by the time i was i was completely symptom free after like a week and they were still calling me like how are you feeling i'm like i told you four days ago and every day since i'm perfectly fine thank you i feel bad for them because obviously they have to but they're yeah. probably just day after day hour after hour people like sick of hearing from them you know yeah, no, the, I, I can feel that being, but yeah, I feel like it's, ha- like, just, it has to have happened at least once by now, you know? You have to well, I... say, oh, I was with this other woman, we were alone. You'd be like, oh, yeah, there was the, that really attractive woman who delivered my pizza and s- stayed around for a little while, you know? <laughs> Cover it up. Although, like, they were doing in those early days where they would ask where you were going, like, the grocery store. What if it's like, oh, oh, you're sick, so who are you around and where were you around them? Oh, this this lady at this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no. the more, like, again, the more people are, like, bringing up these points, the more I'm, like, absolutely certain that this has occurred at some point. Yeah, you could try to cover it up and say, oh, yeah, I met um, this random woman. It, it wasn't anything. And then we also met the lady at the front desk of the hotel, the guy who brought our bags up. <laughs> yeah, this just... If this has the happened to anyone, thing. if anyone who's listening to this podcast is a contact tracer, please tell me if this has happened, I need to know. When you started saying that, I thought you meant the people in the affairs. <laughs> I mean, or you too. Or the I'm like, I don't think they're gonna admit that. Oh, the contract. Confess to your affair live on this podcast. <laughs> uh, and contact tracers. It doesn't violate HIPAA as long as you don't tell us who it was. You can just say, oh yeah, this definitely happened, and here's the details. As yep. long as you don't give me a name. Yeah. As long as there's no personally identifiable information. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly legal. That's fine. John Doe in Strangetown, you know? Strangetown, Virginia, whatever. That's all we need. <laughs> that is all we need. I love that. Actually, I want to look in the replies and see. Oh yeah, let's let's go through those. Um, At David J. Lore on Twitter. Now there's a pandemic movie that might be worth the trouble. Yeah. Well, like, can you imagine all of a sudden, like, you're at home and your husband's like, hey, by the way, uh, you and I need to isolate. And you're like, oh, you know, where were you? Like, did it happen at work? And he's like, Oh yeah, but then like you're like, oh, but how come your coworker doesn't have to isolate? How come this? Like, and you finally figure out that like, it was from the affair. Oh my god! <laughs> because then like, ah. oh no, somebody says, um, at Jill Jensen says, as a contract, as a contact tracing lead, I'm more concerned with the people we call who are at Disneyland. No. 
people stop. Just, just stop. Oh no. Just <laughs> one home brewing on the pH. Early in pandemic, my hospital couldn't figure out how three people were positive. Turns out MD was sleeping with both RNs. <sighs> oh my oh, god. Dear. Do you think that they knew? It, I don't know. Like, can you imagine, like, you're Becky at the hospital, just living your life, and you're, like, sleeping with the doctor on the DL, and all of a sudden you find out that you and one other nurse need to isolate but just the two of you, and you're like, oh, I know why I have to, but wait! Uh, Twitter Someone user Helena is should... freezing. I discovered two while I was contact tracing. The wildest one was where one cheater was being cheated on by his girlfriend, who was the initial contact case. This is so messy. I love it. The other one, the cheater, was quarantined in a camper parked in his parents' yard, and they would not let him come into the house at all. His dad only let him hook up to the electricity for a couple hours each day because he was worried about the bill. Serves him right. Oh, my lanta. I like this reply. Um, at Wessie Hale says, Or, how many people will find out that they're in a second marriage or family situation? Because daddy got stuck with wife one in Cleveland and can't make it home. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Wow, these are rough. Imagine when that initial, like, nobody leave your house order came out while you were at your mistress's house. Oh my god. Whoops. How many people that was, like, the morning after a one-night stand? I need Awkward. that romantic comedy. Where they I'm make pretty sure that the... exists, but it's like a snowstorm. Like, yeah, they get like, snowed in. I've read enough fanfictions. <laughs> Just make it happen. Cheers. Absolutely, How many yes. COVID enemies to friends, to lovers, fanfics do you think there's gonna be? Like, oh, I got stuck in quarantine with my roommate and we hate each other, and then, you know, by the end of it... There already have to be so many. <laughs> oh, fanfiction community, how I love you. And how many Thank of you. them do you think one of the major plot points was? But there's only one bed! So many. <laughs> so many. That one time on the band trip when we got quarantined in the hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> These replies are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess we have answered that question. It definitely has happened. Absolutely, it has, multiple times. But also, again, if any contact tracers, or you know what, if any people who um, were caught in their affairs via contact tracer um, still want to email us or tweet at us and tell us a story, we'd love that. If you want to DM us and anonymously admit to your crimes, feel free. We'd love that. <laughs> I can keep the like secret. Feels like one of those like early two thousands MTV shows. It does. <laughs> it like really contact does. tracing the cheaters around. Oh my gosh! Like catfish, <gasps> but where like the wife calls and she's like, "My husband said that he randomly had to go on a work trip for a week, but we're all supposed to be isolating. Like, where is he?" So then they go on this big search and find him with family number two. Oh my god! I don't even like. I next. don't think I've ever even watched a full episode of Catfish, but like. I, my favorite thing to come out of that show was the, like, screen cap set of that guy, where he's, like, 
And I thought this was, like, I thought this was not real at first because it was so ridiculous. It was like, obviously I'm not gay. You're in a romantic relationship with a man. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was not real. Um, my favorite moment to happen on Catfish ever was when this girl catfished her cousin because Shouldn't her cousin call called me her fast. a fat ass. Kelly Price! <laughs> I haven't heard of any of these, and now I feel like I've been missing out. Yeah, I think I like. I need to do a deep dive into catfish. I think that'd be fun. I think it's on Hulu. Beautiful. Watch party. Forget the rest of the agenda. Let's go. <laughs> catfish. Oh, there we go. That's a that's a stream idea. Catfish watch party. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to do that some weekend. It'll be great. Um. Okay. I keep forgetting that I have to like go back into the docs app. Alright, so, taking a bit of a turn, but also slightly topical, because we're supposed to get some snow real soon. Um, which is worse, driving in a bad snowstorm or a bad rainstorm? I feel like it's gotta be the snowstorm, because the rain doesn't really affect how you drive as much. Mm-hmm. Like, with the uh, snow, I'm, like, pumping the brakes. I'm, like, scared to turn too hard. I drive a Prius, so the back of it will just do, like, absolutely nothing. And my front tires will be spinning out. It's the most terrifying thing. If you're in a heavy-duty truck and it's super heavy, that's different, but... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I feel that. I, I drive a little Nissan Sentra, so she does not handle particularly well. Love her, though. I'm actually going to argue as a uh, Buffalonian... That rainstorms are worse. Here's the thing. I gotta say, I don't really know what my stance is because, Brooks, the last, like, two or three times I've come to visit you, I have wound up driving through a fucking hurricane. And it's terrifying. Um, I found that with most snowstorms, a lot more people will drive cautiously because they know, like, oh god, it's yeah. snowing. Have you ever been driving on the highway in a rainstorm and you can't see like five feet in front of you, so you're like shaking, going and people are on still the just like gotta go, gotta just... go, gotta go. Yeah, mm -mm. terrifies me. The yeah. worst. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Can't do it. This question actually came out of a conversation that I had with somebody a few months ago. So I was like, oh, I'm putting that in the dock because we definitely disagreed. That um she thought that rainstorms were worse and I thought snowstorms were worse because, but now I'm not sure where I fall on that because I'm pretty confident driving in snow. I'm from Ohio. I've lived in Maine and Chicago and here it's all snowy places. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in my snow driving abilities. Um, and so, yeah, it sucks, but I will get through the snowstorm. But I feel like with a really bad rainstorm, when you have that kind of torrential rain, where no matter how fast your wipers go, yeah, you, you still just can't see. Yeah, it's. I don't. I've never had snow bad enough that I felt like I had to pull over and wait. Yeah, I have had rain bad enough where I've had to like stop the vehicle. Yeah, I will say though, I only think that snowstorms are a little bit better because we are so well prepared for them. So, like, we have specific snow tires for winter. We have salt trucks that are just ready to go. Like, this, there's supposed to be a huge snowstorm around here. So, there are just city workers with their snow, the salt trucks ready to go. 
and you can't prep for that with rain at all. But yeah. if we had no prep for snowstorms, they would be worse. She has a point. I'm in Buffalo too, and this last storm that we had, like a few weeks ago, the plows took forever to get to the side streets because there was just we had like two feet of snow in a very short period of time mm-hmm. and then it just kept kind of coming every couple of days there'd be more on top of it and i remember i like i said it might be car dependent but i'm pretty confident driving in the snow but even just turning off of my street onto a different side street i got stuck not because i was being stupid but because i it like bottomed out the snow was too much and so i feel like ah i don't know with rain, I'd never feel stuck either. Like with snow, the plows can like. You do have a point. Stick you in. Oh uh, yeah. One time, my aunt and uncle they were on their way home from somewhere. They're driving on the highway, and the snow is starting to get bad. So they're like, "Let's just pull over. Like, we'll just chill for an hour or two, see if it gets like less bad or whatever." So they're just chilling at this rest stop. And then the governor closed down the highway, and they were just stuck at that rest stop for like two days. I never thought about that because I've seen gates to close off the highway and I'm like that makes sense you know if it's bad enough and we don't have the prep like you were saying the salt of the plows out there but what if people are just yeah yeah they don't have hotels or anything at those no like being stuck at the airport but worse that's the interesting thing. It's like, if you need to pull over and wait out a rainstorm, once the rain's over, you're golden. Yeah. But with a snowstorm, it's like, yeah, the snow might stop, but you still got, like, a foot of snow or whatever. Right? Yeah, that could definitely be a problem. But also to that point about, like, not getting stuck in the rain, I think the equivalent for a rainstorm is if it rains enough, certain places flood out. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Where I live, my, my road's like a, a dead ends of my apartment complex, and there's only one road to get out of it, and sometimes when it's like a, a really big rainstorm, it will flood entirely to the point where you can't leave. Um, and there's nothing they can really do about it but wait until it dries out. Fun. Yeah. Uh, my town has one road like that that floods all the time, and you can see every time it rains really badly people post videos and stuff because the water is just shooting out of the sewer drain and just going all down the road and like the manhole covers have been popped off and the water's popping out if it rains bad enough my backyard will like kind of flood not ideal although i remember one time when we were little kids we just like took like boogie boards and started like skimming across like that's fun just like the giant puddle that was kind of fun I still feel like even in the news, you don't hear that many stories about, oh, during yesterday's torrential downpour, like, there was this X-car pile up on the road when somebody spun out. I feel like that's so much more common with snow. But again, that would just be someone who's not used to it, potentially. This is a really really hard call, I gotta say. I think I'm gonna say rain... Because, again, just, like, I've never had snow so bad that I had to stop. I mean, I've driven in whiteout. It's kind of similar to, you know, a torrential downpour where everything's totally dark. I tend to be paranoid about driving in the rain because once I was a, when I was a senior in high school, I was on a long drive to go visit a college by myself, and I hydroplaned into the road divider, and it popped one of my tires. Um, and so, you know, cut to me just in the middle of the road, cars whizzing by me, flat tire, you know, I'm 
17 years old at this point. <laughs> just freaking out in the rain, you know, getting drenched. Cute. Fire. Yeah. So I I know that was like a long time ago. Uh, no, that's, that sticks. Years. That sticks. I like slid through a, I talked about this a couple episodes, like a couple episodes ago. Um, it was snowing in the morning and it was only like, just like the lightest little dusting, but I have to get up at 530 in the morning and the plows hadn't gotten out yet. Or like this, and the salt trucks hadn't gotten out yet. And I like slid through a stop sign and it was one of the scariest things that has ever happened to me. Was not going fast. It was on a side street. Nobody was coming. I think personally, rainstorms are worse for me. I get more anxiety driving in the rain than I do in the snow because the snow I'm just used to at this point. But on, like, a national scale for the United States, snow is much worse because people don't know how to prepare for it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to say that. But even though I have slid through a stop sign driving in the snow, driving in the rain freaks me out more because the times I have been driving in, like, torrential downpour, I have been on the highway. This was just, like, on a side street at five in the morning with no one else awake where I just, like, Well, it's different on the highway, too, because it'll seem a lot it'll seem like it's coming down a lot harder if you're going faster yeah so it could maybe not even be that hard of a rain but once you're on the highway going you know 60 miles 70 miles per hour louder it's scarier it's darker yeah no so i personally am going to say rain final answer i'm in between i can't entirely i've definitely had some bad um experiences in snowstorms i will never forget i think it was I was in college. I was driving down a road home from work, and my car went entirely sideways and slid <laughs> sideways down the road for a while. Oh no! And, yeah, this was when I worked at uh, a Sheets. For those who are unfamiliar, it is a gas station that has a made-to-order food place as part of it. Cute. I made the food, but I would work like late shifts, so this was at, like two in the morning or something, and so I just kind of stopped and sat there, like I am sideways. <laughs> I mean, that's that just, a, like, that's scary, but that's that also, like, a little, either. that's a little funny. Wheels aren't supposed to go that way. They're supposed <laughs> to go that way. <laughs> and so that, um, that reminds me. One time I was driving during a snowstorm, and I was going, you know, 10, 15 miles an hour. Couldn't really see in front of me. But the snowstorm was so bad that a tree had fallen down in the middle of the road. And so by the time I saw it, I was too close to be able to brake fully. And I was just like, all right, here we go. And I drove into a ditch. Oh, my God. But the car was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong. Like, I don't know how I got so lucky. No, that's literally. I can crash into the tree or I can try into a ditch. The exact thing that happened to me, like, my wheels were, like, just, like, off the road a little bit in, like, the, some bushes. I just backed up, and it was everything was fine. It was great. Very slow enough definitely saved you, yeah. Yeah. So, adventures. Maybe I'm just super. <laughs> Maybe I'm just super lucky. I've never hydroplaned. I've never had a problem in the rain. I have to go with snow because I mean, I've had the experience of whoops, didn't mean to like drift around that corner, but that's what happened. Yeah, I have um, never. And even with like my dad drilling into me how to drive in the snow and having experience with it, I just feel like it, I'm so much less in control when I'm driving in the snow than I am in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously you want to stay in control of your vehicle at all times. I'm not saying I'm just letting it go wherever. But, like, I feel like more can happen to me um, without, like, my input as opposed to the rain. Yeah, okay. I get that. If that makes sense. Why does my mic keep not picking things up? Do better. I think your sensitivity might be a bit low. It's just, like, the very beginning or end, I think, of your phrases. Hmm. Okay, well... I think I'm gonna lean more towards snowstorm. Just because I'm thinking about how hard it is to get up hills in a bad snowstorm. I'm really hoping I don't have to go to campus tomorrow. Oh, fingers fingers <laughs> um, crossed. The whole campus is on like a hill, like and that when I have to leave I go up that hill in front of uh what's the hall called? Doty Hall. It's like super steep, and I my car oh, Yeah. So, I've for that reason, since students came back, I work in IT for a university, um, so I'm pretty lucky I can work from home, pretty much as often as I want. But I was going into the office one or two days a week, but not when it's as crowded as it is right now. Nope. <laughs> Thanks anyway. All right. Well, solid discussion, I would say. Very solid discussion. All right. So the next one inspires so much discussion in the group chat. I'm so excited to talk about this. Brooks, you put the question in the Google Doc in the first place. So take it away. Um, so at this point, I assume everybody <clears throat> is familiar with MLMs or multi-level marketing. Um, and I don't know, personally, I have so many people that I barely knew in like high school or college that I have on social media who are constantly sending me messages about whatever their MLM is. And it almost seems like it brainwashed them in a way. And that's what makes me ask this question. Are MLMs cults? Absolutely. Yes, they are. Big yes. Emily, I know that you like have like a prepared statement. Take it oh, away. I have, I have multiple prepared statements. At Beautiful. This <laughs> um, so I actually did a project on this for one of my science classes in undergrad. Um, we were talking about pseudoscience, and so I looked into uh, the MLM DoTerra, and basically what they do is like they sell these essential oils that are supposed to be like so good for you and help you out with like all of these issues um talking about how it can cure depression just by using this essential oil in your food or putting it in a diffuser or whatever um and so i start doing doing my little my little research looking around the website and they were like we have these links to these studies that prove it and uh, the, the studies were, were funded by the company, which is sus. But also, if you actually uh, click the link and read the study, the findings are always that they might be connected. There was no, like, we know with, with a, a certain level of certainty that these two things are connected. They're just like, oh, you know, it might, it, it, could, it could work. It could have a connection. And I just will never understand why people are just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Seems legit. 
I, mean, the, I think it's the pretty essential like, oil accepted. Ones, the essential oil ones piss me off so much. Particularly because like they aren't entirely useless. They just don't work for the things that people in these MLMs say that they do. Like tea tree oil, for example. Like that will help with acne in some cases. But it is not going to cure depression. Lavender has been shown to help you sleep and that kind of thing. Yeah, stuff like that. Or like, you know, like, if you put a little peppermint, like, I don't even know if it's like quote-unquote essential oil, but like a little peppermint oil and tea, like, that will help if you have a sore throat. But like, it's not going to cure cancer. I think I've like thought a lot about this because I get really mad when people are like, essential oils don't do anything because that's clearly not true. I think the thing is that these people say that they can cure causes of things when all they can do is actually ease symptoms of things and like the distinction there is important and big and not being noted (laughs) well because that's why i was looking at the depression study and they said that like people's moods were lifted i was like yeah sure i come in it smells like pine and i'm like "Mm, nice but like that doesn't mean i gotta get off my depression meds hello setting like decades of work against mental health stigma back (laughs) because suddenly mood equals mental health again thanks doTERRA (laughs) um but i think the culty part of it is that study after study after study with these has shown that in any mlm one percent of the people who are a part of it actually make money yet that like when these people recruit you they somehow can be like, oh, well, like, you're going to be part of that. You're going to be a part of that. You're going to be that 1% that makes money. I'm like, no, you're not. And I hate, I hate it. The amount of money that people, like, sink into these things as well is just yeah. ridiculous. Like, there's this whole subreddit. It is called r slash anti-MLM. And it's beautiful. If you are ever bored and just want to browse, like, just so much evidence of how ridiculous ridiculous these MLM people are. Oh my god, it's so entertaining. But, like, literally, like, people, like, get divorced over this shit. Like, what? It's absolutely insane. Like, it is so culty. There's a documentary now about the rise and fall of LuLaRoe. Oh, I'm checking that out. I love a good I didn't realize until just now, but I'm wearing a LuLaRoe dress. I got it at a thrift store, though. Doesn't count. You're good. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, really some of the stuff was kind of cute. Yeah, and that's okay. Uh, again, some of them aren't even, like, necessarily, like, all that bad. It's just no. the, like, sales model. Like, yeah, yeah, if, like, some of the, like, LuLaRoe patterns are absolutely awful, but, like, if you just want some, like, cheap like like cheap pattern leggings you can wear to a yoga class okay whatever yeah it's just the predatory nature of the sales model yeah that's what gets me about that subreddit though is because they're always like it's a pyramid scheme it's a pyramid scheme but the think the defining thing about pyramid schemes is that they don't have an actual product or service to offer where like avon mary kay doTERRA even Lula Road, they have they are they are selling something. You are getting something in return and you have something to offer. So it's the marketing structure, not the entire business model that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would be so okay with it. Like, can you imagine 
if you're like, oh, I'm in the mood for some Avon makeup. So you just get to go to Avon's website. And just get some cheap mascara. From Avon themselves. And you're just like, oh, cool, sweet. But instead, it's got to be Susan, who you knew vaguely in high school, who's like, hey, do you want to buy this? It'll change well, your cool. life. That's I how Avon started. I Avon recently was like... found out that Pamper, like the Pampered Chef either it like has always been or is now an MLM, which is kind of annoying because they have some sweet kitchen gadgets. Mm-hmm. My mom sold Pampered Chef in like the early 2000s. So, my, so did mine. She hosted a couple yeah. parties. Yeah. But again, I, it one. never felt like it was Tupperware. It never Tupperware felt like, a big one. at least in my memory, I remember no MLM things. Like there were like Here's a cool here like here's a pizza stone if you would like to order one. Here's yeah. a form. But like that was kind of it. Yeah. I don't know. So the big thing with these is that the best way to make money off of them is by recruiting people to yeah. be underneath you cuz then like you know, here's the person at the top and if you have two people below you every time they make a sale, you make some money off of it. And then if these people have people underneath them every time these people down here make a sale the person way up here gets money from it so the best way to make money is to get those people recruited here's the problem though because i don't think that that is like that's not uncommon right so people coming into these things are thinking what do you mean that's a problem that's how every business works you know we have a manager who hires people and the product of their work comes back and I get to make more money because of their work. So that's not like, I think that's why they, people are so susceptible to, I guess, being drawn into this kind of thing because it's a misinformation about the structure of the company, like, and how the, where your payment is actually coming from. Mm -hmm. And that's where the, um, like the pyramid scheme line kind of comes from, but I still don't, I'm on the side of not a cult because I don't think being a bad business model or sus or predatory necessarily means a cult. It can be all those things without being a cult. I'm going to, I am going to say cult just because of the amount of like brainwashing that they do to people. I'm going to say cult. To me, a cult, like there needs to be common belief that everyone's sharing and working toward and then (laughs) kitty and then i think like the main thing for me that makes a cult and this could be wrong but i feel like it's kind of uniting behind a face a leader you know what i mean like for every cult that i think of like the manson family or like people's temple or even like heaven's gate had like their yin and yang or and law or whatever the heck they were called like there's always like a figurehead who's going to lead us to whatever this belief is and i don't think with these companies that's present brooks i see you have your phone out uh would you like to educate us would you like to bring in your vocabulary yeah the definitions that i was looking at because i feel like so often this stuff just comes so many of the things we discuss could easily be answered with the dictionary sometimes but this this brings in more points for discussion, I think. Beautiful. Right. So I look at the definition of a, of a cult, um, and there's a few different ones, like a system of religious veneration and devotion toward a particular figure or object, 
um, a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs practices regarded by others as strange or sinister, or uh, a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. And this led me to look up the definition of religion. <laughs> um, and this one also has a few, um, the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods, but that doesn't really apply, a particular system of faith and worship, a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. So I think with both of those, the last definition applies a little bit in this case. I'm going to agree. Because the final definition of cult, again, a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. I feel like they do often kind of exhibit a little bit of an obsessive nature toward the companies that they're marketing for. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even religion, a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. You know? Um, and I think, I think they, by nature, they kind of need to have that I mean, obsessive might be strong, but a, a, a really big focus on the company because they're putting out so much of their own money. And just like psychologically speaking, the way the human brain works is that we feel like we have to justify things, right? So they, they can't be part of this and put out all this money and say like, oh, it's stupid. I don't care about it. If you do that, it, it creates too much dissonance. So you have to dedicate yourself to it even more strongly. There's actually a really cool series of psychology experiments from a few decades ago. That's kind of sick. Um, we can link those. Yeah. I mean, just as a, as a quick example, um, they would give people either, I believe it was either a dollar or $20, and then have them write an essay about a position on an issue that they did not agree with. And then they would ask them afterwards, like, hey, so why did you write this essay? The people who got the $20, which at the time was more money than it is now, but the people who got the $20, they were like, well, I, I did it because I got 20 bucks, <laughs> right? They paid me to do it. But the people who only got a dollar, like, you can't say I did it for a dollar because that's not very much money and it doesn't seem like justification. So the people that got the dollar were more likely to say that they actually had that thought they made good points and they they believed in the issue that because they had no other fascinating yeah so if you have no external justification you will look internally for justification so i can't point to the money as an external so i have to look inside and say it is actually my opinion as justification um so it's a similar sort of thing i think that they put out all this money right and so if, if they looked at the product and said, oh, this, this product isn't like a good product, it's like snake oil or whatever, that's not going to be sufficient justification for all the money that they spent, and that's going to create dissonance. So they look inward and they say, no, I actually believe in this. This is something that's really important to me. Maybe it's even part of my identity, because that makes me feel better and justify the money that I put into it. That is... <laughs> So, some That's solid wild. points. That's fascinating. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I actually just was talking to my therapist about cults, um, and he was talking about the way people get drawn into cults, and I said, oh, that would absolutely be me. Um, 
I'm gonna end up in a cult one day. I can just feel it. <laughs> um, but one of the things they do is they look specifically for people who are alone, don't have access to family and friends to like talk sense into them and whatever, whatever. And one of the places that MLMs is most common military is with military wives. While their husband get is you. deployed and gone and can't like. But also like, because a lot of like, say someone is a military wife and they're also like, and prior to like meeting their husband or whatever, they were an RN. Like, they can't practice in every state that, say, like, you know, every base yeah. that they move to with their husband. Yeah. But, like, That's if you're a distributor for an MLM, you can do that anywhere. Yeah. And, like, and if you're constantly like, getting... Oh, well, do you want friends? Yeah, if you're constantly getting uprooted... Them, and then you have people to hang out with while your husband's gone. Yeah, it's things like this that, like, make me really lean in on the cult. And also, I, I I read and listen to a ton of cult stuff. I am a little bit obsessed with them. Last podcast um, on the left, baby. Yeah. I just started listening to the Children of God cult the other day. Oh That's my the god. Worst. The worst. Their Jim Jones series is really, really, really good. They did a great job with that. Wait, you like the last podcast on the left? Yeah. <laughs> Bridget and I are going to see them live in April. We got VIP tickets. Oh, that's sick. It's gonna be so good. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not, like, a huge, like, fangirl. I just every once in a while. Because they're kind of... I feel like you kind of got to be in the mood for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, you know, their yeah. Jim Jones series was awesome. Anyway, continue. I don't know. Children of God might be the worst one. Either that or yeah, no, it, It's nasty. To their anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I remember what my point was. Oh, I feel like... Um, and actually, Ma Manson would be a better example of this Manson family, because I feel like a lot of times when people first start getting into, like, a cult mentality, they're still pretty rational and, and reasonable, reasonable, but as they get deeper and deeper into it and more dedicated to it, they're more willing to do things that they would not have done previously. You know, like murder people. Um, no. Is <laughs> the Manson family. But I feel like this happens with MLMs, too. Like, I mentioned that I have, like, people I barely knew in high school and college that have been contacting me. And it's always, hey, and I feel like, sparkle emoji. Yeah. And I feel like they're, they're putting themselves out there and pretending we were best friends in a way that should be embarrassing to them, I feel like. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine ever doing something like that. And even these people don't seem like the kind of people, when I knew them, that would do that sort of thing. And so I feel like they've gotten in so deep that now they're doing more extreme things that they wouldn't have done Sorry, beforehand, just, much like the Manson family. The getting in too deep thing, you just reminded me of another, um, like, actual cult. Did any- has anyone here watched the documentary Holy Hell about the Buddhafield cult? No. It's insane, it's on Netflix, it's great. Alright, I know what I'm doing tonight. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm writing it but down. But the thing about it is that in the beginning, like, they lit- like, it started out as, like, this kind of, like- hippie commune where like everyone like genuinely like worked together pooled resources like helped take care of each other and like literally like one of the like cult survivors that they interview in this documentary is quoted as like saying at the like said like they said at the time like some of their family was like hey like what are you getting up to like this seems kind of culty and they're like well if this is a cult then this is a great cult because like again yeah. at the beginning it was all like hey we're a family we take care of each other and, like, by the time 
that they're in too deep, like, it's too late. With that specific cult, what was the... Because I'm, I'm still on the no side, and I'm looking more at the point of the definition that um, Dr. Brooks brought up with the false... Inf- like, the, what, what was the phrasing? M- uh, misinformation or unfounded belief? Of, of the cult? Um, the... I mean, there's a few ones. Which one were you thinking of? Uh, it, I guess the specific wording isn't important, but it seemed oh. to know an importance on false information. A misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing? Maybe misplaced. I... Or maybe it was in the... It, uh, Are we talking <laughs> about, like, cults that have, like, a person at the head that, like, everyone is supposed to, like... Like, like a... A lot of the religious ones, it's like, oh, I'm the next Jesus, or I'm the next prophet, or whatever. Which is a blatantly false thing. And, like, Charles Manson told his followers, you know, hey, if you follow me and do what I say, there uh, you'll sprout wings. And also, you know, there's definitely a race war going to happen, yeah. and I have proof. And all of these blatantly false things, and, you know, Heaven's Gate, we have, you know, a comet that's gonna come and give us our planet, or whatever their thing was. <laughs> So, like, the culty part of it is you're take, you've brainwashed these people into believing something that is patently and definitely false. Whereas, with the multi-level marketing schemes, is it extremely unlikely to ever, you know, turn a great profit and make your living off of this and get your pink Mary Kay car? Yeah, it's unlikely. But, like, technically, there is a path to that, and it just happens to involve making a fool of yourself in your friend's DMs. See, I think the fa- I think the false belief though is that like, you know, like essential oils are curing cancer. Like, I feel like that's the false belief, not necessarily that. I mean, like that it's that everyone who buys into it thinks they're going to become a millionaire, even though like a lot of people seem to. So, DoTerra is a cult, but Mary Kay is not. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Beachbody. It so, works. When you have to yeah. name your product, it works. It probably yeah, don't work. Nope. Um, but anyway, so the new MLM that I'm extra angry about that I just learned about, like, literally tonight. Hit me with it. Um, I did a whole YouTube rabbit hole about it. Um, is Beachbody, which is like a workout um, exercise video. Thing. And so to, you can join and become a Beachbody trainer by just paying money. And then all of a sudden you are a beach body trainer and you are allowed to tell other people, hi, I think you should be doing this exercise and this exercise and this, even though you don't know anything. That like, is going to I am on people. my way to become a certified that personal trainer. So I'm like extra mm, about it. But, <laughs> um, and they just have like these videos of their master trainers doing the exercises, but it's all like from one angle, they never talk about like, what your form should be like or anything they're just like yeah here you go and then these people are just like yeah i'm a trainer and i think you should follow this program and i think you should do this and do that because they paid money people are going to destroy else their paying joints. them money for medical advice even zumba which you'd think how hard can teaching a zumba class be you're just gonna dance you know what i mean they require you to do you have to pay as well but that's yeah. not uncommon but they require you to do like a certain number of trainings or you know yeah learn the thing you're supposed to be teaching people yeah but like the zumba thing i understand paying because you were like 
that's a service. You are paying to be yeah. taught something so that you can then teach a class on it. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. my god, that's insane. Yep. So I think we could make, like, I think MLMs as a whole aren't cults, but I think you could make a case for some specific companies who are kind of brainwashing them with false information because there's kind of two different things here, right? Like the belief that I'm going to get really good at this and make a profit and then the belief in the product or service. Okay, yeah. So like a makeup MLM, for example, the products might not be that great. It's cheap makeup, but it's makeup. You're not saying it's like going to cure cancer or whatever. The like essential oil fit tea stuff. That's a call. Laxatives. That's Literal a Literal laxatives. Fit tea. Yeah, I hate that is a call. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's a good consensus, though. I'd be happy with that classification. By the way, Holy Hell is not on Netflix right now. <gasps> no, oh, no. Because I it's it, so it, good. And here are some recommendations oh, if you don't care. Rip. Okay, just... They do have a Children of God documentary on here. Ooh. That would be interesting. Yeah. Apparently they got a survivor of it talking about it. It's only an hour long. Interesting. Some things to oh. do with your evening. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend watching that and then like going to sleep and maybe dreaming things. I would like to see. I haven't even quick. finished the series yet, so I don't like. I don't even know. Like, I'm sure it's gonna get worse, but I don't know how much worse. Oh. <laughs> um, I am on anti nightmare medication. So oh, cute. Try me. <laughs> yeah, don't Very that. cute. Um, there's another podcast that I've listened to, um, I don't know if, like, can, can I, like, plug it? Oh, know. we constantly <laughs> plug other people's podcasts. not mine podcasts. or anything. Um, but I it's mean, called, plug your uh, own. <laughs> I stream on Twitch. Hell yeah, we'll include <laughs> all, all of, we'll include everyone's links in the description for whatever they want, it'll be great. We promo our um, friends here. But, I'm not gonna say, like, my favorite murder, cause that, I don't like the phrasing of that. But I oh, guess I my- yeah, but, like, my, my pet case, I guess you could say, like, Charles Manson is, like, I'm low-key obsessed in not an admiration kind of way with Charles Manson, making that clear. Fascinated um, by the case. There's, <laughs> there's a podcast called um, You Must Remember This, which is actually about scandals in Hollywood and, like, Hollywood history and all of the awful things that Hollywood got up to, and she did a 13-part series on... Charles Manson and all of his connections to the music industry and to Hollywood and the, the Beach, Beach Boys, Boys and all of that stuff. It is so well done and it is so fascinating and that's what first got me super like fascinated by his life because what a roller coaster. Yeah, there were so many points where I feel like if just like if one turn had been in the other direction, we might not have had this. If one like social worker was like come with me allow me to assist you like no, okay, let's literally, turn you this way <laughs> when i was th when i um last podcast did a series about eileen warnos which was fascinating but the whole time i was listening to it i was like if one single person had given half of a fuck yeah about this like teenager who was literally living in the woods by herself and this was public not like people knew this if someone had given half a fuck this prop like this almost certainly never would have happened 
I always feel like that when I um, read about Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, if someone had just been like, hey, bro, it's okay to be gay. Don't worry about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, honestly. Um, a tangent, but you mentioned your favorite, not favorite case. What is everybody's terrible to say favorite, but, like, thing yeah. you're What is everyone's like true crime case that they find the most interesting? Bada-bing. Um. <laughs> hmm. Mine is John Benet Ramsey. I'm obsessed. <laughs> it is that is a case with a lot of a lot of things to think about. Now, oh, man, I oh, am no. very <laughs> interested by the John Benet Ramsey case, but I'm trying to think of if I have another one. Brooks, did you say something? I can pick one. Top three. I, I mean, I particularly I find Jonestown to be incredibly because there's so much detail and there's always so much more stuff. It, like, yeah. doesn't end because there were so many people in it. Because, like, when people died. Yeah, and also, like, they shot a senator. Yeah! Like, they shot a sitting congressperson. They freaking assassinated. They shot him in the face three times. And the whole drinking the Kool-Aid thing was the second time they did that. Like, they did a whole, hey, everybody drink this Kool-Aid, and then it was, it was like, Flavor-Aid. hey, it was poison. The <laughs> second one was Flavor-Aid. Or the first one of the two was flavor, and the other one was was. actually Kool Aid. Um, Yeah, but then they were like, "Hey, this was poisoned." Sees everybody reaction, and they're like, "Haha, J.K." But what if? Regularly, like he did it dozens of times. Right. That's why by the time the real thing, they were just like, "Oh, he's uh, messing with us again, right?" (laughs) And the people started convulsing, and they're like, "Never mind." Nope. I'm literally looking at the last podcast feed to like give myself some inspiration here because there's so many like there's so many cases that i find absolutely fascinating i like lizzie borden too just because she would have been caught if any single man on that jury was like maybe i'm not scared of women you know what i mean like she she got away with literally got away with it because it was like no proper lady could do this and everyone was like yeah okay and she had, like, her, like, clothes were covered in blood or something, and yeah. her excuse was, I was on my period. They were all like, okay, sure, good enough, don't worry like, anymore. La, 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 la. <laughs> no periods. Bye, doesn't exist. Serial killer-wise, H.H. H. Holmes, probably, because um, of the murder castle. Yeah, there's That's a lot the to unpack there. Super, like, um, educated on. He, first of all, like, world-class con man. Oh, yeah. Just ridiculous schemes he pulled. But he built an entire hotel for the express purpose of torturing and murdering people. Like, he had airtight rooms to suffocate people with a little view thing so he could watch them suffocate. He had, like, chutes that he could just, like, like a laundry chute down to the basement to put him down there. I um, mean, like David Parker he... Ray, too. I'm gonna like say that one of that, um... box killer. No, I hate him so much, I don't want to think about him. <laughs> um, the serial killer case that I find most fascinating is Andre Chikatilo. Oh, the way he would gouge out their eyes because he thought that they would retain his image after death? Yeah. He was, like, a, he was like a serial killer in Soviet Russia. It's fascinating. And, like, the way that, like, the kind of, uh, like, Soviet work system allowed him to just kind of, like, be, like, you know, to shuffle around to different places, like, and just, like, he, like he was able to operate for so long just by like i think he was at like a like maybe a steel worker or something and he was able to just like he was in some form of like manual labor industry in the soviet union 
and the way he was able to just like not get caught for the longest time because he would just like shuffle off to another like plant it's insane it fat like fascinating case the Chekatello case is definitely like the serial killer case i find the most interesting but i'm looking at other you guys heard of Bits you just of. said like the russian the uh, and anatoly moskvin he was like oh gosh okay so he wasn't a killer which maybe is why he didn't come up in like the same like things but he would oh god i can't even talk about it. he would dig up bodies and then sort of re-preserve them in these like weird life-size doll type situations yeah, yeah. why do i, I don't know about that. this i am like the, the history pictures of this, are horrifying the history of the they're... soviet union is one of my like personal favorite just like research topics oh that was that was definitely post-soviet that might be why that was or like early 2000s i think that might be why it did not but, like up. the pictures are horrifying because at first glance you're like Okay, he's a hoarder. I see nothing wrong with this. Then you're looking closer. I'm like, wait, there's an actual person inside of that. Yeah, that is. Wh I That's am wh gonna have to give that a Google. That is whack. Um, I'm gonna be super basic. Hit me with it. And go with Ted Bundy. That Just because basic. I, the freaking movie with Zac Efron, I literally found myself being like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe he's innocent. Maybe it's okay. And I just know. That had Ted Bundy talked to me, I would have been gone. And you would have because like, you are a brunette with long hair. Yeah, it's not like, parted down the middle though. You're safe. <laughs> I used to be. I used to be, but like, and so that like I am obsessed with it because I'm like, I know that I would just get sucked right into it, and I would just be like, oh yeah, you want to go to the middle of nowhere? Sounds great. Let's go. And yeah, just crazy. gas money. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> The whole, like, satanic panic in the United States is just, like, kind of a, like, fascinating, a fascinating not, thing. Not over. It's yeah, not it over. literally isn't. I was running, when the pandemic first started, I was trying to think of ways to, like, get uh, my college roommate and some of my friends together. We weren't able to see each other, and I was like, I know I'll run a D&D &D game. And one of my friends came to me and was like i was really excited but then my mom told me that i shouldn't play dnd because xyz and i'm like would i she knows me she loves me why does she think that i'm suddenly like evil trying to get you wrapped up in something what i was just baffled i really didn't even know what to reply with i was like i mean i guess i'll take the tieflings out i don't know what you want from me <laughs> yeah that's a that's a bit much that's a bit much i'm gonna say yeah, I felt bad, but she did end up playing and had a good time. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, I got her into it, but the fact that we had to get over that hump was kind of disappointing and shocking. I think the Ted Kaczynski case is really interesting, because if they if he hadn't, like, if they hadn't shot this child, like, not shot up, but, like, shot this child up with inhuman amounts of LSD, yeah. none of this would have happened. Like, he was, like, I think he, like, he was most likely under 18. Like, that's a child. Yeah. And they were just like, here you go. Experiment. That's how the, the Manson family got wrapped in. Oh, yeah. He was like, one tab for you, two tabs for you, one for you, three for you. I need you around, you know? <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So many interesting ones. I, there's so no. many interesting true crime cases. Or just, like, in general, like, unsolved mysteries. Like, this is technically solved now, but, like, oh my god, the Dyatlov Pass case. Fascinating. Such cool stuff. I mean, not cool, but, like, very interesting to learn about. I think Henry Lee Lucas is an interesting case, too, just because we will never know how many people he actually killed because oh, yeah, he confessed no. 150 murders. And, they and were some of them... Like, Drifter murders. Yeah, but so it's like, like some of them they could prove he did, but some of them they could prove he didn't. So like, where is that line? Right. Yeah. And also again, but like drifter cases, like there were people who like didn't have anyone to look for them. Carl Panzram. You don't know. I don't think okay. I haven't gotten to that one yet. He was a drifter killer. He's like the meanest man. And oh boy. If yeah, he had like some sort of title like that. Interesting. I always forget the name of that guy too. The um, the Japanese guy who killed that the college student and ate her, and then was caught trying to dump suitcases with her body parts in them into a lake in the middle of the day with people around. Oh my god, no! I know who you're talking about. I just don't remember the, the name. Yeah. Well. Yeah. In so, the middle of the day. In the middle of yeah. the day. Broad daylight, he's trying to dump these suitcases, and he dropped one of them, and it fell open, and body parts spilled out, and there were just people walking around. It was a moment. Right? And so he gets caught, of course. People freaking out. Right. But the kicker of this particular case is that because of some technicality of Japanese law, they set him free. he's just free. And he's a celebrity in Japan now. Like, he wrote a book. Um, 
Yeah, he's like a celebrity. Yeah. He so, ate a person. Did no we ever, like, did anybody ever find out, like, was he doing that in the middle of the day because he was just a dumbass? Or, like, did the guilt get to him? And so he would, like, he subconsciously did it knowing he would get caught? Or is he just dumb? You know, I, I don't think he thought about it, really. He's like, throwing yeah. a suitcase, no one's going to notice. Yeah. These blood suitcases. So the man is simply a dumbass. Got it. I gotta say, it one was. of the things I do love about Last Podcast on the left specifically is the way that, like, with a lot of serial killers, like, when they're talking about them, they really, like, make the effort to knock them down a peg. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. People always want to paint the picture of, like, wow, this guy is so scary because he was a genius and, oh, like, no. carefully plotted every step. You, know, re- you don't have to be a genius to, like, get away with this stuff most of the yeah. time. You just have to, A, like, pick on somebody who nobody's looking for, which is why they're all going after drifters like you were saying or prostitutes or whatever because yeah and also just like write it off like, like, be like white Gundy. and well off mm-hmm. just be like a, like be a bite. college republican <laughs> quite literally so we need to start looking at like turning point usa is that what you're saying <laughs> correct <laughs> well you know ted cruz is the zodiac killer ted cruz so, like, is the zodiac right killer <laughs> we've already figured out this pattern this is true. This ben is Shapiro, true. I'm coming for you. Arrest this man. <laughs> we need to find... Good Charlotte called it. We need to find... You know if you're an... famous, you can kill your wife as long as you got the cash to pay for Cochrane. <laughs> we need to find an, like, an unident... Like, uh, like, a cold case that has never been solved where, like, the, the police sketch looks like Ben Shapiro. We need to make that the, like, the yeah. next, like, Ted Cruz is a Zodiac killer. It might take some Googling. It might take a bit of research, but I think we can do it. I think we can do it. I think we there, can. There were quite a few sketches that looked vastly different in the Son of Sam case, none of which really looked like David Berkowitz. I'm wondering if one of those might work. Ben Shapiro is the Son of Sam. You heard it here. There was actually two Sons of Sam. Yeah. Ben Shapiro is one of the Sons of Sam. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> this is revolutionary stuff. We love to see it. David Berkowitz is innocent. That he was covering for the actual son of Sam, his next door neighbor. So. Did. Was that actually a thing that they like went over? No, there's a documentary on Netflix, though, where they make the case Sons of Sam. Oh, fun. Another potential Mm -hmm. thing to check out. We are just throwing out recommendations left and right here. So. I'm, like, practically convinced. And also, you know, spoiler alert, there's cult stuff in it, too. Satanic. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Which, it's pretty convincing, I'm not gonna lie. Love a good cult. I will definitely have to check this out. But, you know, uh, again, if you can find it, holy hell, that's a great, that is a great cult documentary. It's amazing. Yeah. Would we like to make a complete 180? <laughs> it's like we went off on a whole tangent. We went off on a whole tangent, and the next thing I have um, listed is, oh, yeah. um, is Smash or Pass. Smash or Pass? Uh, yeah, boy. we are not attracted to Ted Bundy. No, Ted Bundy is not even attractive. Yeah, he's not. He literally isn't. I don't get it. But, he's like, average at it would best. work on me. I just know it would. He's not as unattractive as some serial killers. That's the only reason. It's like, you know, relatively speaking. Yeah. Relatively speaking, he is very handsome. 
Yeah, where's the bar? At our feet. Yeah, the bar's, I mean, the bar's on the floor. Compared to someone like John Wayne Gacy or Arthur Shawcross or Pee Wee Gaskins. Henry Lee Lucas. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. Okay, so... Um, as I told Kat in the Discord earlier, we do have a, a list of of hot of some hot people. Oh, that... Let me open my laptop start Googling <laughs> hot people. Hmm? Tentatively hot so, people. Yeah, because we might not agree. Um, that one can uh, pick from. Or um, if someone, uh, if you can think of someone who uh, gives you sinful thoughts... Just start there, and then we'll all we'll all share our opinion and go in a circle. I thought it would be fun to do like the that moment of awakening type theme. You know, when you're watching oh. like Kim Possible, yeah, and <laughs> or in Avatar when Zuko gets his long hair or whatever. Atlantis, for some reason, Kida was Helga in Atlantis as well. You know what I mean? Those moments when you're like, know I what you feel mean. things, and I'm trying to figure out what these feelings are. Although, technically, mine has already been covered in a previous game of Smasher Pass. Hmm. Is there a list we're looking at? Because I don't think I have access to the doc. Here, let me send you a screenshot. There's not one on this. Oh, a different doc. Uh, yeah, it's in, um, Yeah. Pop this in the Discord real quick. Now I'm trying to think of all the, like, things I used to watch and who, like, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have actually had that thought twice this week, which is very unusual for me, but they're both people that are, like, not necessarily obscure, but like, <laughs> but people are gonna know who I mean if I just say their name. Okay. Um, one recently, I just started watching House, and um, Where Hugh Laurie, this? who is doc Doctor House himself. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, absolutely. Smash. One hundred percent. Oh, I don't I... know. He's so old. I'm gonna say pass. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say pass, although I will admit that listening to- Did you know Hugh Laurie is, like, he puts out music, like, a, I knew that in the show he, um, played piano. Yeah. I haven't actually seen it. Medical, I can't do it. Um, but there's- His voice is really great. I and it might actual... scoot me a little closer. But still not not enough to tip the scale. I love his actual accent. He has a lovely yeah. voice. I just don't yeah. think I could do it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. I love old men. That's my downfall. That's <laughs> no, okay. Literally, I've probably said this on the podcast before, but literally the first time someone ever said to me, oh, you'll probably think he's cute. Like when I'm talking about a, like a celebrity, they were like, oh, you'll probably think he's cute. You like older men. I was in fifth grade. So? <laughs> Emily, you were the one going after your all of your history teachers, weren't you? <laughs> no, <laughs> my math I teachers. <laughs> I feel like it's always for some reason the history teachers that all of the girls are like, "He's so cute," and I'm like, 
Why? Uh, oh, I my sister. So. I will not name any names, but my sister thinks somebody in the history department is a DILF. I have had two history teachers that were males growing up. Um, one is just absolute big dad energy. Like, I still will, like, message him when I need advice. Absolute dad. And then the Love other it. one is super gay. So I wouldn't even have a chance if I wanted to. But Fair enough. Would anyone like to go next? Because I can. I most certainly can. Yes, hit me. Go. All right. Um, <laughs> um, off the list here, Mads Mickelson. Hold on. Got to got to do some googling. Give me a second. No. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say smash. I'm gonna say smash. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to separate him from Hannibal. It is, but, like... Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I was mad. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, I have one for you, actually, Emily, that, I might, that we might agree on. Jason Isaacs. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And in one Without of the, in one of my favorite shows, he plays an absolute scumbag, and I still would. <laughs> yeah. And not even like some of them too. I don't know what it is like with celebrities. I feel like I almost will like they get just like a little bit of extra smashness because they're celebrities. I'm yeah. like, oh, like you're famous, whatever, whatever, but. It, Jason, I would just smash anyway. Doesn't matter. You could be some random man off the street. And I'd be like, yep. Okay, um, here's one where just, like, I think personality definitely might have a factor, or just, like, the fact that this guy is, uh, kind of has a reputation as being a bit unhinged. Um, what do we think about Robert Pattinson, ladies? Um... No. So I'm gonna say pass. <gasps> But that is merely because, like, I just want to hang out with him and be his best friend. Oh, okay. Well, when you put it like that. Like, I yeah. can smash because it's just... Uh, yeah, I just like, want to hang out with him and do unhinged things. Yeah. Kristen Stewart, though. Oh, Kristen Stewart, absolutely. Yeah, totally. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, I just realized I hadn't answered. Yeah. No, you're quiet. <laughs> and did well, you have any sure thoughts on Jason Isaacs? Do I know who that is? Uh, did you watch the OA? Yeah. Hap. Oh! He's, Captain uh... Captain on the new Star Trek. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's Star Trek. Lucius Malfoy. That too. Yeah, but don't bring that up <laughs> first. <laughs> right, no, I mean, I mean, the character I brought up first is worse. But... Yeah, but I feel like the blonde doesn't do him justice. It's you know? not doing him... It's not, not great. <laughs> It's almost as old as my dad. And, and I said yes to Matt <laughs> yeah. Nicholson. Experienced. Oh. <laughs> He's oh. older than my dad. It doesn't matter. <sighs> I, actually I was just trying to look up uh, the name of somebody. 
Dad, if you're ever listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know my parents don't listen to this podcast. Which is great. <laughs> there, I'm trying it that way. Um, I just put a picture in the podcast planning chat. Because this is probably... But I binge-watched All of Us Are Dead on Netflix over the weekend. Uh, and I have the major hots for the detective in that show. He... Yeah. 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 Do we know this guy's name? <laughs> I was looking up his name because I didn't know what it was. It's Kyu-Hyung Lee. Yeah. He's he doesn't even... His IMDb page doesn't even have a picture of him, so I don't think he's really been in much, but... He's a cutie. I'm gonna say yes. Have we discussed Bo Burnham yet? He's on. No, list. oh my god. Yes. yes. Absolutely yes. In a heartbeat? Even back when he was putting out the stupidest bullshit that I, for some reason, as a 13 year old, was laughing at? Yes. Absolutely. Now even yes. more so. At any. At, at literally any stage <laughs> of inside, even though I hate. I'm not crazy about the, like, the, the, the beard in the last, like, couple minutes. Oh. I would say inside version only. Like, not when he's younger. Absolutely not. Only this unhinged, I mean, absolutely batshit man. I do, again, I do love people that are just simply insane. I was going to censor myself, but then I remembered that one of the reasons that we don't Zach censor kind ourselves of here pushed me towards here was that he feels the need to censor himself and I wouldn't. So I'm just gonna, I like hair, hairy men. All everywhere, please. So, Bo Burnham, hair, yes. <laughs> I do like the... it's like just adding points on, you know. Right at the very end of Inside, I would mm. hesitate for just a second, but at a lot of points in the special where he's kind of like scruffy and has like slightly longer hair, oh my god, sign me up! Sign me up! I love him so much, and also he's like 6'5. Hello, I yeah. noticed that. When he went through a door, I'm like, yeah, he went through a door, and then like, here's the door, door frame, and like, yeah. here's his face. I'm like, sir, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a that's a big dude. <laughs> we deuced him. Actually, it probably wouldn't work very well. Then I'm short as fuck. We do what we can. It would work. <laughs> there was a question we discussed on the podcast once about whether height matters in relationships. <laughs> You can make it work, I think. I don't know. I say this as a person of average height, so what do I know? <laughs> it's never... It could be fun. It's never come up before. I've never dated anybody over, like, six feet. How tall are you? Five foot two if I round up. <laughs> this is, like, five foot one and a half. Bless you. I think that it would work. I think it would work great. <laughs> Couldn't 69, definitely. No, like, will you, like, just, like... Just wouldn't line up. You would have to be, like, in the middle of the bed, and then he would have to, like, look up, so, like, <laughs> press his head against the wall a bit. <laughs> but it would be fine. It would be fine. Oh, no. Just deal with it. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure we're, like, somewhat going in a circle, but I think I've already lost control of this, so if anyone has thoughts, just feel free to shout them out. Because I am way too comfortable yeah, being know, horny on Maine, and I will just keep saying names <laughs> unless someone stops me. Rename the oh. podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the name of the podcast now, Horny on Maine. Horny on Maine, absolutely. 
Fighting with friends after dark, aka horny on main. Yes. <laughs> That's the stream where we all take like five shots. Yeah. <laughs> um This is a tangent, but when we were first in quarantine for Bridget's uh birthday, she hosted a Discord party and the theme was anything but a cup. Oh yeah. And I literally I brought a shot glass. That was just an empty bottle of my depression meds. And I was like, here we are. <laughs> and that's I think cute. That that's just so on brand. That was, this that was painfully on brand. Because I've seen the, like, the ABC parties, anything but clothes parties, but anything but a cup is really cute. That's yeah. unique. My, sis- uh, my sister was on that same Discord call and she was drinking beer out of like a gravy boat with a ladle. Yeah, I was blast. It was that's great. Amazing. 10 out of 10. Oh my god, okay, I'm trying to think. Brooks, I'm going to make you put out another name. I was gonna say, because I I said at the beginning here, I had that thought twice this week. Because one's the detective that I sent the picture of, and I already have another picture ready to go for those that don't know him. Uh, Sending the lead singer of Mother Mother. I love Mm -hmm. them so much. (laughs) (laughs) This picture specifically, like, looks like i'm about to hear how and when exactly i'm going to die <laughs> and i think he's kind he of unconventional looking yeah. i'm still gonna yeah. say yes just because the music slaps and it's so weird because he's like not my type at all oh no he does have a very unique look to him and and i yeah i think if i just saw him without knowing the music i might think differently but yeah yeah, no, I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say yes. I'm definitely gonna give that a yes. His hair is a little greasy. He has a sick ass mullet in oh, the it? It's Alright music video. I love it. Yeah, I guess it changes a lot, probably. It's got a mohawk in the one I sent. It's a little goofy. But I th- I think, you know. I think it'll be fine. You do it. Yeah, I'll love Smash. I love Smash. He can wear a hat. <laughs> I want him to tell me how I'm going to die during it, <laughs> specifically. Yeah, as long okay. as he doesn't say, like, you know, tonight. Yeah, you but... know what? That's fine. <laughs> He's secretly Ted Bundy. It's whatever. Get it, get it over with. <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone who would be, like, controversial. That was my attempt, because I feel like, you know, he said unconventional looking. No, I mean, he is. Like, he definitely uh, does have, like... Yeah very distinctive look to him. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Jerry Trainer, Who um, is Spencer and I, Carly? Crazy Steve. And Crazy Steve and Drake and Josh. Have you seen that video of him where the girl's like, have you ever had a thick Latina? And he said yes. No! <laughs> it's on TikTok. I'll link it. It's beautiful. I'm gonna go with no. He looks like the type of guy who would, like, show up to your dad's block party and, like, make jokes that make you slightly uncomfortable, but nobody else seems to notice. And he probably plays a little guitar, but, you know, not too much. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. (laughs) Yes. And he's the one who'll go off about, like, his craft cider. He doesn't drink beer, but this cider is really good, and he'll tell you, like, way too much about cider. I don't think I can say yes. 
Uh, I'm a yes simply because I just kind of want to know what it would be like. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. Like, not to be too horny on Maine, but, like, so there's got to be something going on, just, and I want to be a part of it. Sometimes you're just curious, you know? I. That's life. Yeah, I just, uh, I, don't, I don't think I can stop thinking about, like, the shows from my childhood. I was past childhood when those shows came on, so I never watched them. So I am basing this entirely on just this Google image search, and no. Fair enough. <laughs> uh... I see you've got um, on your list here Jillian Anderson, and I feel like that's not an entirely controversial one, but I feel like David Duchovny? Deco- David Duchovny. Is a controversial one, because my sister has the mega hots for him, and I never understood it. Okay, here's the thing. Like, season one, Fox Mulder, we've definitely talked about. Oh my god. I don't, I don't get it, though. I actually just started rewatching The X-Files, because I haven't watched it since Are you enjoying season one, Fox Mulder? Because, like, I watched that show as it aired. And so season one was on in 1993. (laughs) So it's been almost 20 years since I've seen them. He's yeah, he's like, so beautiful in those episodes. Like with the glasses and the floppy nineties hair. Oh, yeah, I had <sighs> such a crush on him. When oh I was a my kid. god. Cannot. Google Fox Mulder season one. I need you to know what we're talking about. I forgot we had this list going because I put some of these names on here. You did. I still cannot. Okay, rude. <laughs> he just... Something about the nose is just getting me, and I know that's shallow, but, like, it's just, like, I this wouldn't feel this whole This whole thing is incredibly shallow. <laughs> like, we would be in the middle of set activities, and I would just be like, what, what is that? What, what's happening here? <laughs> so I can't do it, because I would be too distracted. Okay. For some reason, I feel like it thematically follows to bring up Jeff Goldblum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, Especially yeah. like oh. Dr. Ian Malcolm. Hello? <laughs> so like, here's the thing. Also has a huge nose, but it just works so much better on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, I'm really trying to think of something for me personally that is going to be, like, um, the last time we played this game where I thought I had something that would be, like, swinging a baseball bat at a hornet's nest. What you said when you threw out, um... Stephen Merchant. Right, right. I am trying to think of something else that will inspire such reactions but I can't I'm coming up sadly blank here I'm trying to think of like strange people that I'm like ah yeah that works I know and like I have so many like in my own personal time like I'm always like like I'm always like jokingly like referring to myself as like a monster fucker and all that stuff but like nothing's coming to mind Okay, but which monster? 
I think vampires are pretty hot. And I know that's like low tier monster fuckery, but still. But you gotta be specific about what brand of vampires. Cause, uh... so what we do in the shadows vampires specifically. Yeah. It's just type of it, yeah, it's just to be Nadjo when I grow up. I have, I'm literally like part of my plans this weekend is to binge watch the first season of that show. I'm so excited. I said so this good. in the like last two episodes, I think. I have not started that show yet, but I am in love with Nadja already. Can, oh my gosh, can I watch it with you? Because I like, I can't watch it for the first time again. I need to experience it vicariously through you, you know? Ah, <laughs> I love it so much. Please update me as you go. Oh, like, I will. Send Don't thoughts. you worry. I will. Yeah, just live tweet your every reaction. I will yeah. send oh. stuff in the podcast group. It'll be great. I love it so much. Um, so good. Have you seen the the movie it was based on too? Oh, it's of really course. Funny. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Seen it a bunch of times. We watched it together once when you were here, Bridget. We did. It was lovely. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, like Taika Waititi, like he's he's pretty handsome. He's cute, but like him as he's on the list. He is on the list. But, like, him as Viago, specifically, so much hotter. He's adorable, Like, yeah. I'm so much more attracted to him as a vampire than I am just, like, as himself. Yeah, because here's the thing. If I looked at him and I didn't know who he was, I would probably say Smash. But knowing who he is, I just want to cuddle. Is that <laughs> yeah. a third option? Yeah, we can we can put that in there. He's too much of a teddy bear. to. I can't ruin him, you know? I have one. Hit me with Yes. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> no! He would no. try to talk to you! <laughs> Why not? The uh, Aflac duck. Are you kidding me? Have you not heard him read Fifty Shades, 50 of, Shades Grey? of Grey? It's magical! <laughs> I have heard that, and it is absolutely hysterical, but absolutely not. Are you insane? Yeah, like the aspect of being like, you like that? You like that? <laughs> like, again, something I feel like I have to do for the experience just to know what it's like. Oh, oh I my just, like, gosh. I need to, I need to physically know. I'm going to start, like, reaching out to anybody he may have ever. I'm mean, like, hey, I just, how was this? What happened? <laughs> how much did he? I mean, like, if you I find out. I'll, I'll let you know. Please let us know. Have you I guys... have a new mission. Um, there's a book called Fifty Shades of Michael Sarah, and it's basically Fifty Shades of Grey, but if it was Michael Sarah instead of Christian Grey, but it's like if it was still Michael Sarah. So he's like, "Hang on, can I? I'm just gonna tie your wrist to the bedpost here. Is that okay? Oops. Um, hang on. Hold. Can you hold a little still? This is. Thank you. Okay. Oh God. You know. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and now I'm just thinking of back when I used to be on Tumblr, somebody posted it was like, imagine if um, Michael Sarah was Christian Grey. Somebody took a screen cap from, I think it's like Arrested Development or whatever, and it just says, what a fun, sexy time for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just letting you know that Gilbert Gottfried does in fact have a wife and two kids, so this man fucks. Yeah, but he doesn't dirty talk, I feel like, probably, hopefully. Oh my god, just like... like I just want to imagine, like, that, like, where he's, like, leans over and whispers in your ear, and you're just like, ah! <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Wonder which would be worse, Gilbert Gottfried or Bobcat Goldthwait? I don't know who that second person is. Oh, that's good. I don't know the name. Bobcat Goldthwait! 
I suppose he hasn't really been relevant in a lot of years. Okay, Google. But, uh, he has a very distinctive voice. He was born in Syracuse. Do you know who I'm talking about, Emily? Yes. Yeah, he has a he's a comedian, actor. Um, yeah. Very very distinctive voice. Yes, yes. Have you ever seen the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray? Nope. Okay, that was the only shot I thought. My... I was about to say, I don't remember where I know him from, but that's where I know him from. Yeah, he used to be really big once upon a time. I don't, I don't think I can weigh in here. Yeah, you'll have to listen to his voice, and then you'll understand why I mentioned I it. I don't know. Because they, yeah. they both have, uh, I don't know which would be worse, to be honest, him or... Gilbert Gottfried. Oh no, this is like his roast. This isn't him. <sighs> TV debut, age 20. Here we go. Oh. Gilbert Gottfried would be worse slash better. In my opinion. Like, worse but funnier. Hmm. Yeah, he'd probably be more annoying. You know what? I wish him and his wife, Gilbert Gottfried and his wife, the best. I hope that they are enjoying magical nights of love, even as they grow old. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, talking about Taika Waititi and um, what we do in the shadows, I was like, yeah, he's adorable. And that, let me just look at some pictures, you know, like stills from the movie. And now it's making me think about Jermaine Clement and... Jamaica Lamont and What We Do in the Shadows specifically is really funny to me because I think it's hilarious that they're having him play a guy who is supposed to be, like, unattractive, but who thinks he's super hot, as if Jemaine Clement isn't, like, a pretty handsome dude to begin with? I mean, like, the, the, the stash isn't necessarily- the, the stash oh, isn't necessarily agree. doing him any favors? I do not agree. I yeah, I don't think he's, he's not, like, terrible looking, but I don't think he's particularly attractive. Oh, I don't think he's that bad. I, I think he's, he's kind of handsome. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I would classify him as kind of handsome. I I mean, I knew him from Flight of the Concords before this, so maybe my frame of reference is a little bit different, because, you know, in Flight of the Concords, he's just himself, regular short hair, all that stuff. And then he's up against Brett McKenzie as his musical partner, and Brett McKenzie is adorable. Him. He's an adorable little guy. I don't know if you guys have seen the show, but the two of them together are a band known as Flight of the Concords, and they've moved to New York City to become famous. And they have one super fan who's played by Kristen Schaal. Oh yeah, Brett McKenzie's cute. Mm-hmm. I have all seasons on DVD. Oh, I have one more to bring up when we're ready for it. I am always ready. <laughs> Bill Hader. Yes. Smash. Because he, he's kind of funny. I'll let him smash. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. just like, got this awkward little charm and it just works. Yeah. He, he falls closer into the teddy bear camp, though, for me as well. But I think not quite as directly in as Tekawatiti. 
Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. He's definitely got teddy bear vibes. I gotta do some Googling because this may have just become an immediate no, even though I was the one to bring it up and like I was originally on the yes. Ooh, some, someone to bring up, speaking of teddy bear vibes, Matt Mercer. Um, let me look it up. Mm -hmm. But Bill Hader is dating Anna Kendrick, and I was about to be like, that's creepy, like that's, that's too much, that's doing the most, but they're only like seven years apart, so okay, it's not no that bad. Yeah, she's 36 all of a sudden. I don't know where, I don't know how. No, she's um, supposed to stay like Scott Pilgrim age forever. Um, going right. on looks alone for this guy? He's kind of cute. I, I enjoy, I enjoy guys with long hair. I already said I like hair, so. Oh. Yeah, I... he's like uber nerd who runs the, the, the critical role, the, like, D&D, &D, um, Twitch stream. Oh, cool. I was gonna say, solely off the pictures of him, he looks like he would be that, like, DM that you're like, oh, okay, and then, oh, there's this treasure chest, and I touch it, and he's like, you touched it? And I'm like, maybe, uh, maybe <laughs> I did, maybe I didn't, uh, uh. How specifically yeah. did you touch it? Yeah, like, yeah. that's <laughs> the vibe I get from him. With your hair. I wanna play D&D. <laughs> so bad but i don't have like friends <laughs> hello i am friends i do dnd things maybe there's hope I... for me <laughs> i did one dnd campaign in high school um in my ap physics class once we were done with the ap it was in may and school went until june and so my teacher was like yeah i don't do whatever you want during class so we played dnd and i, I very much enjoyed it my high school had a it was I don't think it was officially called Nerd Club, but everybody, the members included, called it Nerd Club. Of course. Um, Friday after school, ran by the physics teacher, and we would do D and D, Settlers of Catan, like whatever, Magic the Gathering, Aww. and that was oh. where I lived. That's so, <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's where I first played D and D, and then again, I hadn't played it again until the pandemic hit, and I was like, what can we do long distance? Mm -hmm. And it gives us because it's hard when you're trying to get people together and it's like hey when are you free this time this time i don't know and you're just stuck in the scheduling loop but with D, &D it kind of gives you something like every sunday at six o'clock we're gonna meet for this thing and then you plan around that rather than trying to fit socialization into your schedule so yeah, cool. i really i really need to do more things like that mm -hmm. oh what this is that is kind of what this is which what? i do i do love that i actually like talk to people on a regular basis it's great it's been great for right. me mentally um let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick one last person which i think i think there's an obvious answer here or i think i can predict everyone's answer but um in his prime mark hamill Woo! absolutely yes og golden retriever boy such a cutie Never. You mean in his prime, like, currently, right? Because, <laughs> He has aged quite well. Yeah. I will 100% give him that. He is, he is still a, a very handsome man. But, like, in his prime, oh my god, Luke Skywalker, Golden Retriever Boy, love him so much. Such a cutie. He always gave me, like, kid with the wheelie backpack vibes, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's why I'm going to argue that Mark Hamill now more attractive than Luke Skywalker. There's just something about, like, he just looks like he's having such so much fun. I love him. Yeah, that is true. He's such a cutie. And that's what I love reading about the behind the scenes of these is that, like... Oh, Mans was um, vibing. He was a total dork and he was so there for it. And pretty much everybody else on set was except for Harrison Ford, who was like, can I get my paycheck? These yeah, guys. and then also you know I, I mean? love Which that, I like, love that for him. <laughs> in Carrie Fisher's memoir, she, like, talks about how, like, one time, like, she, like, stayed over with Harrison, like, they, you know, having their, like, whole, like, affair or whatever. But, like, Mark Hamill just, like, showed up for breakfast at one of their houses and, like, didn't realize that anything was going on. So I just think it's so funny that they were all good enough friends where he just, like, popped up at their house one morning, but was also just, like, oblivious enough not to realize that they had just, like, spent the night together. Right. Like, he was he like, oh, he came for breakfast, too. Cute. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, King. Peak Golden Retriever energy. Peak Golden it. Retriever energy. Brooks, you were making kind of a face. I had a thought what would be fun, kind of fun to do in the future would be yes. themed Smasher Pass segments. I had a thought for a theme a while back, which was, like, throwback Smasher Pass. Well, I mean, like, because for some reason, you know, talking about Star Wars, I started thinking about Star Trek characters. Oh, one of my theme people was, uh, one of my throwback people was in Star Trek. But, I mean, something like that, because there's so many different series, so there's a ton of actors, like, that's a well you could pull from. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. I'm here for it. Because I think that would make it easier to like think of people, you know, when you, if you, you have like on a... the IMD list. Oh yeah, yeah no, that too. I, so we, I can, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun thing to do. Start breaking it down into different themes. Mm-hmm. Boom, ideas. We love to see it. Well, now that we've been horny on Maiden for a good thirty minutes, <laughs> you know, that's... you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, exactly. Oh. On a quickly related note, you could do a Smash or Pass version, sort of, where you put two people against each other and you have to choose one. Ooh, that'd be fun. Because I'm part of a Star Trek meme group that was doing that uh, recently with T'Pol from Enterprise and Seven of Nine um, from Voyager. And that is hard to do. I was going to say, were things getting heated? Yeah, they are both ridiculously beautiful. Cool. All horny on main bracket? (gasps) Ooh. <laughs> but also episode title horny on main <laughs> horny on main so everyone knows what they're getting into but first they'll get a healthy dose of true crime discussion yep <laughs> you know what best way to this do an interesting blend this you know sometimes that's just how it be you know what it is it's the Vulcan haircut otherwise it would definitely be T'Pol yeah well she has in, in later seasons her hair gets better I haven't seen much of Enterprise. Yeah, it gets it gets a little bit longer, and so it's not as weird. You know what? This episode is for all my people out there who Netflix and chill with a true crime documentary in the background. Bestie. No. I think it's a very specific category. I mean, I know that they definitely exist, that. but not me not me <laughs> all right well with star trek on in the background i won't say that's never happened i don't think i've ever netflix and chilled you gotta have something um, on it can't be silent 
My issue with Netflix and chilling is either that, like, the show on in the background is, like, annoying and I want to turn it off or it's good and I'm just like hold on a second what's going on no oh Wait, my what gosh. happened I missed that there's some there. meme <laughs> that I have to try and find and it's that screen cap from Spongebob where um it's the episode where he takes Plankton to the movie theater and you know how in cartoons they like animate it sometimes when someone doesn't actually have pockets it just kind of looks like they're like reaching like into themselves. yeah it's that like Plankton and Spongebob's hand just like disappearing and it's like when he's trying to Netflix and chill but the movie's actually getting really interesting. That's why you put I will on try and find it. Like Star Trek that I you, you know, one has seen a bazillion times, so it's not distractingly bad, but you can still tune it out. It's, I've got this down to a science, you guys. That's so smart. Good um good tip. <laughs> good tip, I'm gonna say. Good but Netflix and chill tip. Know. So if you're ever going over to a member of the preferred sex house and, you know, they go to sit down and they're like, yeah, I'll put on Netflix. And you're like, oh, you know, what show is this? And they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen it a billion times. You're like, oh, I know it's about to go down. <laughs> Puppy. He popped in to say hello and goodbye. Hello and goodbye. Oh, my goodness. So cute. <laughs> Boom. Two animal appearances in one episode. We love to see it. Gosh, that's amazing. We do stand. Okay. So back again with a fresh episode next week um anyone have anything they would like to promote shout out your stuff we love to we love to share well um as long as there's a link i'm good with that i stream on twitch um right now i'm doing tuesdays and thursdays at seven Absolutely um, wonderful. we're just playing through whatever games we feel like so that'd be really cool hell yeah hang out <laughs> sweet i exist and that deserves a round of applause sometimes absolutely it does <laughs> we do stand <laughs> all right Thank you, friends, for fighting with us. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will be back again next week. Bye! Bye! This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Emily Whitney, and Dr. Sarah Brooks, featuring special guest Kat Dubray. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at ewit789, and at and Sarah said, And don't forget to check out Kat's Twitch channel using the link in the description. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! <laughs>